The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down. I feel like my head's going to explode. And I think I hate myself and everything around me. And I'm on the verge of a menti B and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as estro control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code LEXI, L-E-X-I-E, at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y, M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com, and use the code LEXI for 15% off today. Let's all take a deep breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. We're going to do it two more times. All right. Breathe in. Hold for three. Exhale. Breathe in. Last one. Breathe in. Held that one a little longer. Hello everyone, I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi Podcast, and we're back with another episode. I've been wanting to record all week, but I lost my voice from GovBot, and then I think I caught a little bit of a seasonal flu. I woke up this morning feeling so much better, but my voice was all messed up for like three or four days, and I'm finally on the tail end of it, and I feel good enough to record. However, I do feel like... I might be a bit of a mouth breather right now, so just be a little gentle on me. I have so much to talk about because I've been going through a wave of emotions. It's back to school season. It's October spooky season has begun, and it's just a time of nostalgia for me. I feel like proper end of summer or like early end of summer where it's end of August, beginning of September feels really special. It has that air of discipline. It's like time to get back on track. But then by the time October comes around, I'm in a routine again. And it's time for, you know, the football games and homecoming and leaves are changing. And for some reason, that just kicks up nostalgia for me. And nostalgia is not something I like to sit in. 
often at all. You will almost never catch me going through old photos. I don't like to spend much of my time in the past. I'll spend my time in the recent past, you know, like I love to shoot the shit and go over what happened last week, but I'm not about to talk about what happened in 2017. Like, oh, 2018, those were the days. God, summer 2015. I don't I don't do that. I don't like that. I like to focus on the recent past, the present, and the near future. That's how I prefer. However, I found myself late one night this week going through old photos and smiling and also, I mean, the proper nostalgia feeling where you're like happy and sad at the same time. You're, it, it like brings you pain to see how joyful a moment that will never happen again was. And I really amplified it by putting on an old album that I used to listen to a lot when I was a senior in high school. I was going through my senior year photos. So 2013 and 2014 and it's crazy to think about my high school experience. I didn't talk about it very much on YouTube when I was um, vlogging. It was not very PG-13 and I wasn't going to talk about like sex and drugs on my YouTube channel as a 16, 17 year old. That just wasn't something I felt comfortable in. Also, we grew up with very much like don't say anything that you wouldn't want a future employer to see on the internet. So I kept it all very zipped up. But when I think back on my high school experience, it very much was an adventure. I dated a guy who was crazy. He was all over the place, like such an exciting person. And one of my best friends also dated his best friend. And the four of us were nuts. Like we were sneaking into every abandoned building that we could find, smoking weed out of whatever object we could find doing whatever drug we could take we were just getting fucked up on like whatever we could and they were both like these really rich boys and one of not my boyfriend but my friend's boyfriend so my boyfriend's best friend who inadvertently was one of my best friends he was taken away in the middle of the night one of those wilderness camps for teens type thing where they have someone that comes in the middle of the night and kidnaps you and takes you away and his parents did not approve of any of his friends so we tried to figure out where he was sent and we couldn't get any information and then we got word that he was at a mental hospital somewhere upstate somewhere between like Massachusetts and Maine and I remember driving in the car with my mom and my boyfriend and my best friend and she's like I'll take you to Dallas airport like go find him go find your friend and we didn't even know where to look. We were just going to like start in Boston and like make our way to New Hampshire. Like we didn't know what we were doing and we ended up not doing it because we had absolutely no plan and it was so stupid. But also there was times where my boyfriend, he was sent to rehab for his drug addiction and I was like getting letters from him in rehab as this like little 16 year old and and him and his mom and me and my mom gonna plan this trip to go to New York because he ended up going to this boarding school after rehab and then the day that we were supposed to meet up he ran out of the hotel and then ran off and was hiding in a church and he was telling me where he was but he was telling me not to tell my mom or his mom it was all an adventure probably quite toxic but it was an adventure to say the least and I was watching Outer Banks last night while just being a little sick on the couch and I was thinking about the high school days and how I mean 
that show is so dramatic. I was watching season two Outer Banks and they're on a treasure hunt and it's insane. And my life was not half as dramatic as, as Outer Banks season two is. However, it was dramatic and hormones are high and everything feels amplified to the max. And I crave stability now in my life. I do crave adventure. I don't think I'm made for the mundane necessarily, but I need a little bit more structure in my life than I needed back then because my parents would provide me of that structure. And then once you enter early adulthood and you live on your own, you have to create that structure for yourself. But God, I really miss those times. And I'm sure I lost a few of you while talking about that because we're going to keep it as vague as possible. But like, that's just like a little sneak peek into my high school life. Like my life from 15 to I guess 18 was insane. And simultaneously being such a good student and a good student athlete and uh, like making good grades and having a YouTube channel. And I also was, I, I like, I have this debate in my head because in my group of friends, I feel as if I was the goody-goody, but then my actions don't really align with that title. I don't know, maybe that's a complex thing I need to like look through. I was just going through a ton of nostalgia over that, and it was a little bit painful, I'll say. I was lying in my bed, scrolling on my phone, looking through these photos, and some were, some of these moments lasted longer than others. I would look at a, a certain photo or a particular part of one of the songs on the album would play, and it was really painful, but I had to learn moments pass, wait it out, and that happens on a micro level, but also on a macro level. When you're in this moment of pain, you just have to wait it out sometimes. Like, or you can push through it, but you can't really compartmentalizing only works for so long. But let the moment pass. Um, but if anything, when you experience a moment of pain, it shows you where pain is. So when you're looking back on your past, if there's a moment that's you look back on and it's painful, it's almost giving a highlighter on that part of your life that says like, hey, we need to be worked through. Like this is something that still causes you pain eight years later. So why don't you acknowledge this? Like, why don't you examine this a little bit further? And I thought that was a little bit interesting to see where I still hold pain because there was a lot of things I remembered from back when I was 16 that hold no pain now that were really dramatic at the time and really horrible but I have no bad blood nothing nothing I wish I had said nothing that is lingering in the present no but then other things that I didn't think were that big of a deal still hold pain and that's something that I've made a mental note like let's work through those I made a few notes in my notepad that I figured I would turn into some podcast notes and that was one of them is just that moments pass and to wait it out and also, we don't need to hold on to pain. If you acknowledge that there is an area that causes you pain from your past, you can let it go. And that is something you should definitely do. I encourage all of you that have this moment that causes you a lot of pain from your past, that causes you a lot of pain in your present, that's a moment from your past, let that go. And if you can't let it go, find a way to let it go make that a job, add that to your to-do list, work on letting that go. And a lot of times what I realized is that if you're being misunderstood, that can cause you 
a lot of pain and if you've been misunderstood for too long it's exhausting if you're acting as a person or if you're being understood as a person that you're not it is so exhausting that it can physically make you sick and it is so worth trying to push through all that and align yourself with where you're meant to be there is nothing more exhausting than being misunderstood in any aspect of your life those were some little thoughts that i had throughout the week also on a brighter note I went to GovBall last week and I was so happy. So one of my best friends, Claudia, came into town last Thursday and she spent the night at my house and one of my other best friends, Tyra, had a birthday party. So we went and then Claudia and I had a little sleepover afterward and then it was GovBall Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I just had the best time. I haven't seen live music in many, many, many months. I don't think I've been to a music festival since pre-COVID and I was smiling so big. Now it was also Tyra's birthday and her and I just like did the whole weekend together and her and I are smiling from ear to ear and she's like, Lexi, I'm so happy. And I'm like, I'm so happy and it scares me how happy I am because I've had moments of joy but that was the most consistent span of joy I've had since my mother passed and I'm dancing again, I'm laughing again. I found myself this week laughing at TV shows, laughing at things I saw on the internet. I haven't been laughing very much lately. My sense of humor is coming back. I've been editing vlogs and I will be laughing at myself and I'll even film a little editor's clip to fit into the vlog, almost like vlog commentary, laughing at how stupid I sound or how silly I sound in an aspect. And that's been something I've been missing. I remember that being one of the first things to go after my mother passing was I lost my sense of humor. Everything felt so heavy. Everything felt so serious that I wasn't able to pick up on sarcasm because I was only searching and able to view sincerity and and nothing was a joke. Nothing was a joke. Nothing was funny. And humor is such a, um, a healing part of life. Like sometimes you do need to laugh at things and it's also nice to laugh at things. And Getting that back has been really, really rewarding, and it adds to my ew. I'm. I was gonna say it, so I'll say it. It adds to my smile. I've been smiling a lot, and also I'm working a lot. Has anyone taken a look at my YouTube channel? YouTube.com/slash/LexiLombard. I posted a video almost every day this week. I don't know what happened. I love working right now. I love working. I've been bringing my vlog camera everywhere and I touched on in a previous episode how I want to upload more this month just because I want to maybe take December off, potentially. Oh my god, it's been so much fun. I've gotten so accustomed to bringing my camera everywhere I go. I have so much footage. I I have such a good system and I love it. I love working and I got the coolest job opportunity of my entire life and they're letting me talk about it. You know how sometimes you'll follow people on the internet and they're like, exciting things coming soon. Just wait. You'll know about it soon enough. They're allowing me to talk about it freely on my social media. A very popular fitness brand has asked me to be one of the faces on their Everybody is a Runner campaign, talking about physical and mental wellness. And the brand is Nike. And I've been working with Nike for the past two weeks, doing photo shoots with them, 
coming up with forum ideas because they have a new site that's going to be launching. I believe it launches tomorrow. I will give more details once it's all live, but I'm going to get to start discussions on their website talking about my fitness journey and how grief and sadness has propelled my fitness journey and how fitness has helped me deal with those heavy emotions. Also, my favorite running route, the music that I like to listen to when I'm working out, a ton of different things. So if you want to come and chat, I'm pretty sure it's, I don't think it's female only, but it's supposed to be like a safe space for runners because I think we're going to touch on safety I never run at night. That's something to talk about that's really annoying. I never run at night because it's just not worth it. But they also have an offer on there that if you if you solve a puzzle, they'll send you a birdie whistle. Oh, I don't know. It's just been really cool. I've been on all these Zoom calls with Nike. And when I first heard about that campaign, I thought I was being, you know, like I made it to the final round of people that they were considering. No, no, no. They pull up PDFs. And I see my name next to Nike's on the Zoom call. And I'm like, oh my God, Nike's been having meetings about me. What? It's just been such an honor. I have chills talking about it. I wrote my mom a letter all about the experience because I just know how proud she would be of me. And it's a whirlwind experience. And I have all of this new Nike gear and it's so exciting. So I just want to give a big thank you. I don't know to everyone. I want to... Thank you for listening, and I want to thank Jane Simmons because if her and I never started working together and I never started posting my workouts on social media, then maybe Nike would have never seen this. I don't know. So back to my podcast notes. I have three different categories. I have observations, questions, and activities. So I've said most of my observations. The last one that I didn't say is something I noticed. (laughs) It's not like super relevant, but I just made a note of it. Uh, Because I've been watching a ton of TV and movies because I've been a little sick. So I've been on the couch and in bed a ton. And I realized I tune out yelling in movies. Like when dialogue gets really, really quiet. Oh, phone is down. You have my full attention. As soon as the action shots are happening or people are screaming at each other, I tune out. My ears turn off. There's nothing important is ever said at a very loud tone nothing and I don't know if that's something that everyone does does anyone else tune out yelling or is that like a trauma response from childhood who knows you know what I mean I just found that to be interesting because I've watched so many movies and tv shows I'm like huh every time things get loud I get on my phone or I just I go up and get a bathroom break and then for activities The first one I noted was perceiving my social media self while high. So some of you may have seen this on my Instagram story. I was in bed, stoned, and decided to entertain myself by looking through my own social media page. I decided to go through my own Instagram and scroll through the feed. I was checking for spelling errors and stuff, so I made a few little adjustments. But what I came to realize is that I liked it. I was like, you know what? Good for you. I like it here. I like this page. And watching my high self perceive my social media self was really funny. And I made a little video on my Instagram story about it. Like, you know what? Could have been bad vibes. You know, when you're high and you're just observing something and you have a whole different perspective. I was like, I very well could have gone to my page and thought bad vibes, but I came up with the conclusion, safe space. My captions are short to the point or they're clever and they're not douchey at all and that was a great little 
activity for me. I'm glad that I came to that conclusion because it's really a gamble, 50-50 shot. And the second activity was looking through the past, which I already touched on. And looking through the past, also, I was in a relationship for a ton of my past. And from 21 to 25, I've basically been single. No one has caught my interest in a serious way. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I've had some serious relationships and I've just kept it offline. No, no, no. No one has tickled my fancy. And so I was asking myself, am I too comfortable single? Because I don't know what it is. I don't really have an answer. That's why I started the questions. Like, am I too comfortable single? Editing Lexi here because I've come to a possible conclusion, a possible answer for this. I think I suffer from relational trauma. I'm sure a lot of us have relational trauma. We don't feel safe in relationships. Maybe our last relationship or one of our early relationships just did us dirty. And the only way to solve relational trauma is in the context of a relationship. It's not something you can do alone. I haven't found someone I'm willing to trust and feel safe in a partnership with to heal those relational wounds. Doesn't that make some sense? That's just what I'm thinking. Also, my second question I've written down is, why was feeling nostalgia so painful? And I think my answer for why I was feeling nostalgia so painful, it's part of the essence of nostalgia. Isn't there a bit of pain in nostalgia? Just because it's a moment that will never be lived again. But am I too comfortable single? That's something to think about. Because I'm 25, which is totally fine to not be married with child at 25. But I don't even have a crush, ladies and gentlemen. No crush. No one is even piquing my interest. I went out with this really sexy man like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, okay, yes. But then no, no. I have nothing to write home about. I'm just wondering how long I'm going to feel this way. I don't have an answer. And then before we get into your questions, I wanted to give a little update on the book I'm reading, Less by Andrew Sean Greer. I thought it was going to be nothing to write home about, and I actually am really enjoying this sweet book. I really am. It's about a man who's about to turn 50, and his lover is getting married to another man, and he can't stand it, and so he's trying to run away from his problems, and he goes to four or five different countries, and at first I was like, whatever, I don't really care, and now I'm almost done with it, and I'm like, that was a really lovely book. So that's that on that. Let's get into your questions. I am a huge advocate for therapy and last year's rates of anxiety and depression have doubled in the US and these days it can take weeks to get a traditional therapy appointment. There is an alternative called Cerebral. Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. One of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. There's unlimited messaging with your care team. With Cerebral's mobile app, it's like having your own personal care team wherever you are. Connect with your counselor and therapist on your own schedule through your laptop or the Cerebral mobile app. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you. You don't have to wait weeks to be seen. 
You can do your sessions on a laptop or on a phone and always find an area in your home where you're most comfortable. Treatments are affordable. They're one third of the price of traditional therapy and treatment options are available with or without insurance. Cerebral is in network for several insurers and they're working every day to grow their partnerships. So even if you're out of network, they'll provide you with the necessary paperwork so you can easily submit a claim. And for listeners of the Atlexi podcast, you can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at getcerebral.com slash Lexi. Go to getcerebral.com slash L-E-X-I-E for 65% off your first month. That's just a total of $30 to get started. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. The first question we're just starting at the top is from Elaine Gogshadelze. Asked, how do you not get influenced by others' opinions? I am influenced by others' opinions, but I like to ask for people's opinions if I'm going to take them into consideration. I don't really take into consideration opinions that are thrown at me, but I have my circle of friends and family whom I respect their opinions and select people in my life that I respect their opinions, and I will take into consideration theirs. But if someone's just throwing a comment at me, they don't get considered. Bubby5 asks for my favorite underrated thing right now. First thing coming to mind is there's those energy bars called macro bars and the flavor is double chocolate with peanut butter chips. I brought that out with me one day in my tote and I'd been biking around in the sun and it was a little melted when I ate it and the peanut butter chips were melted. Oh my god that bar was so good. I've bought three more since and that is so underrated that flavor is hard to find i've only been able to find it at trader joe's so far the macro bar double chocolate peanut butter chip one so good underrated oh i love this one hand.gibby said what are three compliments you would give yourself the first one is lexi thank you so much for demanding your body to rest when it was so desperately telling you to you didn't push through Just because your brain wanted to, you allowed yourself to rest because you knew that was ultimately what was best for you. That's compliment number one. Compliment number two is, um, you have been so creative and so on top of your YouTube channel lately, and the content you're giving is joyful and positive and authentic to you. I hate that word. The corporate world loves the word authentic, organic, meaningful, and it's all bullshit, but I'm giving the compliment to myself, so it's true. Three. What's number three? Do I have a third compliment to give myself? Three, you've been very considerate and loving towards others lately. Three. Okay. Y'all's homework is to give yourself three compliments today. Go into your phone. Pause the podcast right now. Go into your phone notes or if you have paper near you, give yourself three compliments. Give yourself three compliments right now. Stop. Do it. Okay, did you do it? Next one. Oh, I feel you. This one is from Lies Davida. Said, what to do on down days when it feels like everyone is canceling plans with you and you feel lonely? Oh, this is the worst when 
let's say it's a Friday and you're in such a good mood and you know you have plans with friends afterward and you have the perfect outfit and you're looking great and you're in a fabulous mood and then they cancel on you and you're like, what? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to hang. What do you do? If I were you, I still go out. I would go out by myself. So I had this, my first day after my first shoot with Nike, I was in such a good mood. I was on such a high and I was uptown. I hit up my friends uptown and they were either working, one was at a baseball game, but I was in such a good mood and I really wanted to celebrate and I didn't want to leave Manhattan before going home. So I thought, you know what's nearby? The Plaza Hotel. Let's go. So I take my little self in my athletic gear and my giant swag bag of Nike goodies over to the Plaza Hotel and I sit at the bar and I get a glass of champagne and I made friends with the bartenders. I made friends with two women from Montreal that were visiting and I had a really lovely time. So in times where you're feeling lonely and people have canceled on you or they're just not available, if you're in the mood to go out, take yourself out because it can also be just as fun and there's people all around that would love to chat. Now, if you actually feel like spending time alone, then have like your little solo activities that you can mentally, what's the word I'm looking for? Identify, you're like, okay, let, let me look through my archive of solo activities I love to do and let's do one of them. Savannah Johnsay said, favorite thing about fall? My favorite thing about fall, I love wearing jeans, sneakers, and a long sleeve shirt. I'm excited to do that. That's probably the thing I'm most excited for. And my friends and I have been talking about really wanting to go to Six Flags. And the idea of sitting on a roller coaster in jeans and a long sleeve shirt and not being really sweaty sounds amazing. Ava Elizabeth also asks, what do you do when you feel isolated? P.S. I love your podcast. Thank you. Same thing that I would advise for Lystavita. <laughs> Uh, take yourself out. If you're feeling isolated, remind yourself that there is a world out there. And the best way to remind yourself that there's a world out there is by going to see the world out there. Grace Gallick said, if you could go on one late night show, what would it be and why? I'd love to go on Jimmy Fallon because he just seems like a nice guy. But also Chelsea Handler, she's not doing her late night show anymore, is she? I'm such a fake fan. Uh, I think I'd actually just like to meet her. So if I could go on a late night show, I'd say Jimmy Fallon. Josen Eng said, what's the fifth person in your text app and what was the conversation about? Let's see. Oh, it's with Morgan Lombard. <laughs> so I said, come to my apartment this weekend. I want to deep clean stuff and you're the only person who will tell me to get rid of stuff. And she said, this weekend I work, but you do hold on to things. But don't we all? <laughs> that was it. Oh, I love this question. So Grace Gallick asked for my travel bucket list. So I've actually been thinking about this. My travel bucket list was kind of put on the back burner for the last year or two because of COVID. And I didn't even want to think about it. But I would love, love, love to go to Montana and Wyoming. I would love to go to Morocco. I'd love to go to Mexico City. I'd love to go to Germany. I'd love to go to where else? 
I really want to go to China or Japan. I want to go to Arizona. I want to go to Argentina. I want to go to uh, Iceland. I want to go to Canada. I want to go to Montreal. Ever since meeting my friends at the plaza. <laughs> that sounds so luxurious. There's a lot of places I want to go. I was actually just on a FaceTime with my friend right before I recorded this. Who put me in such a good mood. Shout out Kaylee Backus. I love you till death do us part. And we're talking about maybe going to Berlin at the end of this month. Eric Hernandez said tips on how to make or hold conversations with strangers and not be awkward while talking. Find common interests, you know, like whatever the reason is that you guys are in the same vicinity, whether it's for work, um, so talk about the company, or if it's at the bar, you can observe something silly about the environment or something that you really like. I think it's best to keep it positive. Sometimes it's really easy to just hate on things and that kind of brings you to a dead end and then you just leave being like, damn, I just talked shit with that person. Eh, sometimes talking shit can like bond you, but I'd say more often than not, it doesn't. Uh, another tip I have is if you have nothing to say, let the silence happen. Let them come up with something. It is not your job to overcompensate and give them everything. You know, it should be a give and exchange. Conversation should come from both ends. You have to give, they have to give a little something each way. So make sure you give them space to talk. But also, if you're not giving them anything, maybe come up with a few pocket questions that you like to know about people and ask them that. This is cute. Tori Anna Davis said this might be a lame question, but if you could choose one superpower, what would it be? If I could choose one superpower, huh? I have a top three and I rotate on which I'm going to answer with. So I'll give you one and that way if anyone ever answers or asks this in the future, I can give a different answer, but I'm going to say flying. Uh-oh. Jillian Jaffe said, what's your go-to drink when you're out? Right now, it's a gin and tonic. Isa Baloney said, how long did it take you to find a real solid friend group? I'm dreaming of that day. So I've been in New York for four years. So I'm going to say four years to have a really solid group. Um, in LA, it took about... It, it actually happened quite quickly, but I that's I, I want to say that that's an outlier experience but I don't know maybe it's not because when my friend lived in LA she found her tight-knit group very quickly as well uh, but I'm gonna say give yourself like a few years a few years sorry if that's not the most hopeful response but you also have to nurture your friendships Mafi Miranda underscore said, if you had to choose, which one would you give up, travel or drinking? Drinking. Because I never regret traveling, but I've definitely regretted drinking. Howland.404 said, what makes you feel safe? A thought, a smell, love you, Lexi. Love you too. Casey Musgraves, Golden Hour album, makes me feel safe. Taylor Swift makes me feel safe. <laughs> These women could just they're simply making music that feels like a blanket. Marion Azef said, are you more into looks or brains? Ultimately, I have to say brains, and you know why? Because I was out a few Sundays ago, and 
this, I was seeing my friend, she was playing in a band, and one of the band players was so hot. Like, he had bushy brows, brown curly hair, big brown eyes, and I was telling my friend, I'm like, oh, he's perfect. Like, I love him. So I wanted to talk to him afterward, and so we start talking, and then I realized he's so stupid. He was dumb as rocks. And I, I mean, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, I want to go home with this guy. Like, he's beautiful. And I was so turned off once he started talking. And that was a clear answer to me that I actually care about brains more than looks. Like, I, I could not handle speaking to him. I was biting my tongue the entire time. But ideally, I'd want both. Right? That's the goal. She also asked, what could you eat every day for the rest of your life? Peanut butter. Absolutely every single day. Especially the Santa Cruz no stir creamy peanut butter. I could eat any peanut butter. I'm really not that picky, but that's my current favorite. Peanut butter is, I could live off of it so easily. Megan Crone asked, how to not project my insecurities on my partner? This is a really self-aware question so congrats to you for even realizing that maybe you are projecting your insecurities onto your partner i think a huge thing to do first of all is to think before you speak and if you're about to accuse them of something that they really have no history of ever doing if it's like infidelity or whatever it may be think before you speak and if it's something that's not true to them and it's only true to your past then don't say it out loud and make a note of it in your phone, make a note of it in your journal, in a notebook. And honestly, this is something that you could talk to a professional about and work out probably within a couple months. Um, I don't know how deep-seated your relationship insecurities are, but this is something that a professional could help you with very, very easily. Uh, but I would say think before you speak is the best advice as like friend to friend I could give. Oh my god, groovy little Judy said, not a question, but I love you so much and I remember the Beauty Rush YouTube days. If anyone has been watching since Beauty Rush 315, whew, I'm giving you a hug right now. Actually, I'm just like covering my, my hands over my mouth and smiling because that's so crazy. I'm smiling and holding my head. Oh, um... Andy Washington said, what do you do when you feel stagnant? Sometimes the most literal answers work, you know? So when I read this question, I thought, okay, what do I actually do? Because sometimes I just break it down to the, you know, like the, the three-year-old. How would a three-year-old answer? They're like, you feel still? Well, why don't you go for a run? I would literally sprint down the block. Tyra Wick said, what is the most exciting thing about the future for you? This Nike campaign, guys, I'm so honored. I'm so grateful. I'm telling you, I get chills every single time that I talk about it. I'm, I just feel very special and honored to get to experience this. Like, I'm so excited. And I just feel as if I'm a really good fit for this campaign. Because there's definitely times throughout life where you get an opportunity and you sort of want to make it fit just because it's so exciting. But that's not how I feel at all with this. I I know that I'm such a good fit for this. And that's what makes it that much more exciting. That it's going to be so effortless and so natural. And I just want to thank you all.
also I'm really excited just for the vlogs I've been all into it so if you have been looking for content and maybe haven't checked out my YouTube channel lately youtube.com slash Lexi Lombard my god there's so much so much to check out I love you all so much I I'm on a high right now so let's end it off here thank you for listening if you like the pod give it a review or a five-star rating on the podcast app and I will see you all on the internet and back on this pod very soon. Take care. XOXO, Lexi. Hey guys, this is Kale Lowry. And this is V Rivera. We're the hosts of Baby, Baby Mama's, Mama's No, no Drama. Drama. Every Tuesday, we talk about parenting, co parenting, lifestyle, and sex, pop culture, current events, and pretty much all the things you want in one podcast. So download and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Listen to us every Tuesday and join us with all the tea. Did you know 77% of women who wear bladder weakness products experience intimate skin irritation? As if having incontinence wasn't stressful enough. But Tenna Intimate Pads have been gynecologist tested and do not cause skin irritation. Gentle on my intimate skin. I need to try Tenna Intimate Pads. Visit TennaSample.com for your free sample. Kind to skin protects like Tenna. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey, guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, whoops. I'm going to leave a note. Oh, gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more.